Welcome to more about officership, an open and honest discussion about officership in Australia. As we move towards one Australia territory, host Captain Matt Reed is joined by officers from across the country to discuss the challenges and rewards of being an officer today. Well, here we are again. Welcome back. It's good to have you company. Today we are joined by two uh, guests two friends of mine, two colleagues, and in fact, two sessional mates. So it's nice to have uh, Captains Kylie and Colin Polstra here. So welcome to both of you. Thank you. Hello, Hello, welcome. Uh, Core officers at Parafield Gardens, spent most of your time, in fact, in South Australia, if I'm not... All our time. ...mistooken, really? Yes, all our time now. All your time. So that's 10 years. Well, it's nearly 12 years. 12 years, yeah. You should know that. (laughs) I should. Oh, okay, cool. Well, anyway, it's good. I'm really excited that you're here because um, I wanted to catch up with you but also to hear about some of the great stuff that's happening in the life of the core at Parafield Gardens. So, but before we get into that, let's find out a little bit about yourselves. Let's start with you, Colin. Tell us um, where you come from, where you go. Where do um, I come from? Well, that's uh, yeah. <laughs> the same from uh, my mother, as I uh, always say. But no, look, I, I was born in Bendigo, Victoria, um, and I, I grew up throughout Victoria, uh, country and city, so yep. ranging from Mildura, Horsham, Ballarat, Frankston, Briar Hill. Um, oh, it's in Briar Hill. Greensboro. Greensboro now. It was Briar Hill back in the day. It was only what, changed. the core? Yes, the core. Yep. Um, they had their 50th anniversary this week. They did. They you, did. You didn't go, obviously. No, I, I was unable to make it. That's uh, terrible. Okay. And uh, so, and then we, uh, I, I was in Ballarat and Geelong um, at South Barwon Corps, and uh, we went to college from Echuca. <coughs> so it's fair to say you grew up, lived, sort of around Melbourne. I mean, I know you spent time in Frankston and. Greensboro, but around rural? Is that well, how you describe it? Well, yeah. Mildura, regional. Mil, regional. Mildura would be regional and... Well, Ballarat's, what's uh, And that? Ballarat's a regional town. Okay. City, I guess. Yep. So always part of the Salvation Army, part of yeah, the church? Yeah, yep. Youth group leader, I could just imagine. Yep. Yep, good. What about you, Kylie? Um, I grew up in Ballarat in Victoria. Oh. And pretty much there most of my life. <laughs> Until I was about 20, around 20, and I moved to Echuca. Uh, and this to, is, okay, yeah, I see for what's happening. teaching. So you're a teacher? Yes. Oh. I trained as a primary school teacher, so. Didn't know that? Yeah. You any good at it? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> and is that where you met Colin in Echuca? No, we actually met in Ballarat. We went mm. to the same core in Ballarat. And then we did a bit of a long-distance relationship thing for a while and... Finally got married and Couldn't moved to Chica. Done. Yeah. So, what were you doing before you work wise before you into college? I was, uh, uh, gee, I was, I was a bitzer, <laughs> bits of this and a bit of that. Um, look, I, uh, when I was in Geelong, I was a youth worker um, at South Barwon Selvos um, oh. for for a little bit there, and then I was uh, I moved to Ballarat and I worked in a factory, a spring water factory. Bottling water. Oh, yep. 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 Um, and then... With a funnel, each that's, bottle? That's it. <laughs> With a funnel. A jug, a jug we and a funnel. We just had the hose out the back. Just a jug and a funnel. 
<laughs> just the hose out the back. And then I, uh, we got married and I was up in, in Echuca with Kylie. She had the uh, respectable job of the teacher. And uh, so I, I did many jobs. I worked at McDonald's. I worked in a news agency. I worked in a video shop and also worked for uh, a place called Semoz Paintball, so paintballs. I remember that. Up in uh, yes. Moama. Okay. So we did most of that all at the same time. Yeah, it was sort of like here and there. And so you had full-time work, you just had five jobs to get your <laughs> yeah, that was the full-time <laughs> kind of total. Okay, yeah. cool. Ministry, where did that pop up? For me, well, it was, ministry was when I was uh, late teens, you know, around mm-hmm. 16, mid-teens I guess that is, isn't it really? Um, but being part of uh, a youth group and becoming a... Um, youth group helper mm. um, and, and from there having the the idea that ministry was in me somewhere and and uh, seeing that as youth ministry, which then became coordinator, which was this is all voluntary stuff and just through the church and uh, then uh, becoming the youth worker, um, running around and organising things at South Bajo and Salvos at the time. And that was employed? Yeah, that you was employed, employed yeah. Okay. But part-time, but uh, you know that one of those part-time jobs where you do 20 hours but work 40? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Particularly in youth ministry. <laughs> yeah. And what about you, Kylie? When did ministry become um, part of your life? Um, I probably started a bit younger. Um, I was the in Sagala, I was a guard leader. Mm-hmm. Um, from about 16, but before that I was a bit of a timber leader and did different things in the core. A bit of a timber leader. Yeah. <laughs> what, what? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay, I was the timber okay, leader. right. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> For a time. Just tell the truth, all right? That's all we're asking. You should just tell the truth. Look, sometimes not, we don't want to own up to that. <laughs> I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I, it sounded like you were, but, but anyway, yeah, okay. Um. And, yeah, so became a Sagala leader in guards particularly mm. um, and then sort of went from there, I think. Like then when I moved to Echuca and I was working, I worked in our children's ministries at Echuca Corps and, um, yeah, so I've sort of already always had a bit of a um, lean towards ministry, I suppose, and, and sort of leadership in ministry. So when did the officership part pop up? Um, for me, it was probably when I was about eight years old. So it was quite early and um, probably even before I was a junior soldier because um, becoming a junior soldier was a really um, big step for me because I um, knew it was a big decision and I knew Mm. it was going to be a life decision for me. This is in Ballarat? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, And so it took me a while to actually decide to be a junior soldier. Um, But, you know, I knew then that God wanted me to be an officer Um, but I always knew that he would tell me when. So, yeah. So I sort of saw training to be a teacher as a step in that and, yeah, didn't end up going to college till I was 29, I think. Wow. So it was a bit of a journey. Okay. What about you, Colin? Uh, Well, I I was always interested in uh, ministry as as a, I I say it, Loosely, a job. Uh, <laughs> it's not a job. It's it's a it's a calling. But um, yeah, it, it was it was always a part of the the plan. I think God had for my life. And um, around sixteen, seventeen was when I took that on board as this is this is the way to go. And it's 
you sort of realise that you go for job interviews as a young fella and they say, you know, where do you see yourself in five years' time? And, you know, as a Christian you're sitting there, you don't want to lie. <laughs> Not here. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, um, oh, yeah, no, um, yeah, I could see myself sitting at this office desk and, no, I couldn't. I couldn't no. see it. It was, it was uh, something else. It was to do with ministry, whether that was... Uh, youth worker, youth ministry or, uh, you know, officership, which um, was sort of starting to lean towards, yeah. Yeah. And then we all went to college at the same time, so we are part of uh-huh. the Visionaries session from Echuca. Yes. You are at Echuca then, yeah. Okay. Um, <coughs> we went, we got commissioned, we all went our different ways. You came to South Australia. Oh, we did. Um, different places. Um, but I really want to kind of talk about your core now because I think it's really fascinating and it's really interesting and it's gettable for so many people. Um, does that make sense? I don't, I don't mean that to be... It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's nothing that's out of the realm of impossibilities. Right. That, Even yeah. though we have a God of impossibilities. Yes. <laughs> Thank you, Colin. Uh, so tell us, Parafield Gardens, w- just talk about the area of Parafield Gardens. So what sort of community are you ministering in at the moment? Um, our community is probably um, low to middle class people. Um, we have lots of different um, multicultural um, groups around the place. Okay, yep. Um, so we're in a really good um, area, um, lots of people. We also have an awesome thrift shop that brings a lot of traffic through our building. Now, um, th- this thrift shop <laughs> does all right. We're, we're very blessed with the thrift shop we have. It, it, it allows us to do some uh, wonderful things that we were able okay. to do. It, free, right. it frees you up. When when you have some money from a thrift shop allowing you to, to be free to, uh, to do what you can sort of dream of doing, it, it helps. Right, thank you. Yeah. Which everyone can read into that exactly what, <laughs> exactly what I'm alluding to. But go on, sorry, I interrupt. Um. We have a lot of young families in the area. There's lots of schools around. Um, so it's a really good um, ground for ministry, really. Like, you know, there's a lot of people and, yeah. Low socioeconomic, would you say? Yeah, That's a bit prob- of a tight cast. Probably but... low to middle. <laughs> low, low to middle, yeah. Yeah. Um, a lot, lot of industrial area sort of thing, Holden's, which is closed down now and... and you know, they're sort of all from around that area. Um, you also got people that travel to the the port area for for work and such. So, and it's got a very proud tradition, doesn't it? Like that side of town, particularly with Holdens and yep, yep. Holden and what was the other one that was out there? Did they do shipbuilding or something. Yes, isn't there the like port, a whole? Yep. There's, that whole area is kind of working class, but that again, that's not a derogatory term. It's just. Yeah, it's um, people work hard and they yeah. work for their, you know, what they have. And it's kind of vote labour or leave sort yeah. of area, you yeah. know, that sort of stuff. <laughs> okay, which is you make your own choices, right? Um, so you guys get appointed to there, to the yeah. core, which also has a very proud heritage or tradition. Um, it's been there a long time-ish. What's now? Uh, 27, 28 years. yeah. 28 years this year. In its current location. Yeah, so yes. um, Parafield Gardens um, came from Salisbury Core, which yeah. was has been open for yeah. many, many years before. 60 years yeah. before that, yeah. Yeah. 
So what was it like when you got there? Uh, look, when we got there, it was on average about 21 people with an average age of 71. Mm-hmm. And that was us bringing the age, average age down when we were 30. What, what 30. were we, 35? No, we're about 30, 30, 31 or 32. Something like that around then. You've got no idea how old I have no idea. I can't <laughs> count. I, you know, I've got to take my shoes and socks off to, to, <laughs> to, to add up. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was... It was 21 people, average age of 21. That was that was our... 71. 71, sorry. Um, that was our NCIS, our National Church Life Survey, which happened the year before we got there in the November, was telling us. Um, so that's wow. so that's what we, uh, we got there to. Um, we had some people who were, um, other than the shop keeping the place open, um, they were... Wanting to grow but didn't know how, um, which is a good thing to have. They were wanting it so, but they just didn't know how. So you, did you go, you knew how? Is it? No. <laughs> Not really. We didn't really know how other than to start um, something new to bring young families in. So we looked at starting mainly music yeah, and um, that was our first um, thing but we had it probably a year before we started Mainly Music because we had lots of things that we wanted to change little by little um, in the course. So we had pews that were heavy and hard to, you know, move around. So we had to talk to people about getting new chairs and um, all these little changes. Money wasn't a problem though, was it? Hey? <laughs> no. Hey, ching yeah. Oh, um, look, it's, it's, it's not that don't uh, great. It. Don't no, defend no, look, it. It's, it's good, but it's not that great. Kyle, Kyle but, is talking. But it's Shush. enough to, uh, you said I could butt in. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go on. Um, yeah, so we had a few changes before we brought in Mainly Music. And so <laughs> we started Mainly Music, which was really successful. Mm. We had lots of families coming in, but then we didn't really have anything to... Um, engage families with. Um, the sort of um, Sunday morning was fairly traditional, um, mixed in with a couple of, um, you know, newer songs, but um, was fairly traditional and the people were fairly traditional, so we didn't really have anything mm. to invite um, the newer yeah. families to. Yeah. So. so then what did you do? Well, we just we were trying to figure out what's our uh, next step. We call them steps, uh, S-T-E-P, it makes sense, that's how you spell it, but strategic entry points. And so we look at how do we have strategic places people can enter into our church into, and we can enter into their lives. Um, so we, we, we sort of, what's, how can we do this? If church on a Sunday is not a possibility, what can we have? And so we were sort of uh, tossing up about what this is and what this means for us. Mm. Then we had someone, uh, maybe it was a God moment, um, they happen uh, in the church. Uh, someone came up to us and were talking about how they couldn't come to church on Sunday because they, uh, they take medication at night and it leaves them drowsy enough that they can't get there on, in the mornings. They don't function until after lunch. Okay. And so it got us thinking, well, maybe we need to look at a nighttime surface and uh, what day do we put it on? Mm. And so we looked at Sunday night and says, well, you got school the next day and, and uh, Saturday night we could do, uh, what about a Friday night? And so we said, well, let's look at that. And 
And we said, well, how are we going to get people there on a Friday night? Well, the only best way to get people there is food. <laughs> so we, we, we offered a free tea um, and said, six o'clock, free tea, come along, have some food. You don't have to worry about rushing home from work to, to yeah. make a meal and then come out to church. We've got it for you. Mm. Um, so come along, have some food, bring the kids. Um, then at seven o'clock we have church for about an hour and it's sort of uh, high energy, loud music, um, kids running crazy around the place, dancing and singing and all sorts yeah. of stuff. Not v- very untraditional uh, type of service. I, I guess in its format it's traditional but it's in how people are acting in it is untraditional. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But we're looking at people who don't know what church is. Yeah. So are these some of the, the families from Mainly Music? Yeah, yeah, we have seen quite a lot of the families through Mainly Music come. Um, so... Um, it's been really good to have something to offer them and to so that they can they can come to this um, service. Um, and yeah, they yeah. they enjoy it. And has it worked? Yes. The idea, like using your steps, strategic yeah. entry points, entry points. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has it worked? Well, we started off with uh, a Friday night service when we started. We're now into our Six years, sixth year this year in August. Uh, we started off with twelve people. Um, we get on average between between fifty and seventy now on a Friday night. Um, you know, it hasn't been um, you know hundreds and hundreds coming all of a sudden, but it's but it's been just steady, a solid growth. growth over the last six years. Um, Has there been any challenges with all that sort of stuff, or has it all been good news? Oh, oh, definitely been challenges. Yeah. Um, what are they? Um, where there's people, I guess there's always <laughs> challenges. <Yeah. laughs> um, so, I mean, there's a lot of relationship stuff. So, you know, just walking alongside people, um, helping them through their challenges, helping them through their challenges with other people and just making sure that, you know, we're all in this together and we're all, you know, um, going going smooth. I mean, there's been challenges with how do we get, the food and who prepares the food and um, challenges with kids racing around the building and trying to get um, things for the kids to do. So it's a good problem to have, though. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's com- it's people from your community. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. who can walk yeah. there, drive there. Like it's close by, so it is a representation of the yep. people around you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so from that, we've actually got we actually got to a place where we couldn't sustain that just by ourselves. So we were able to employ a ministry assistant, and her um, role is particularly with the children and youth and families. Yeah. And so um, that's why we've really been able to um, build that up now. So we have a Friday night kids church role that has um, thirty five children on it. Wow. Um, Thankfully, we don't see them all at once generally because we've only got a small room <laughs> for it. Yeah, we, we do only have a small kids' room at the moment, so it's uh, it's good that they sort of stagger in every couple of weeks. Yeah. <laughs> well, part of the reason I asked the question around your current location is that I think people, and primarily the podcast is for people to explore ministry, so mm. not to convince them to do it but to explore, <laughs> and I think there is a fear that, you sort of go to a place that is the place, you know. Well, this is what we came mm. to and this is what it is. But you guys have shown that you can really transform something 
into something that's really alive. Yeah. And, you know, it really has been a God thing because um, we look around and we sort of, we pray for 20% growth every year and we've actually had that. Um, and that's been a real key for us, um, just praying for 20% growth. How long have you been there for? Eight years now. This is our eighth year. This is year. our eighth year, so seven and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and we've seen 20% growth in probably both our congregations um, since then. Yeah. So we've seen our Friday night congregation grow, but we've also seen our Sunday congregation grow. Um, Sometimes there is a bit of an overlap because people come on Friday night, they um, like their relationships and yeah. they just want more of God and more of seeing, you know, the community mm. that um, church brings and they just want to come again on Sunday. Yeah. So, Well, that's probably not a bad idea if you've yeah. got one of those churches that people yeah. actually want to go to. Yeah, <laughs> it's a good thing. <laughs> I'd leverage that if I was you. <laughs> um, so in the midst of all that, um, in terms of ministry, uh, have you had... You get to experience the great that sort of stuff, but you've 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 moved around a bit, you know, in terms of you've had a number of appointments, but this seems to have be really settling for eight years, and yeah, and yep. there's longevity, which is a really mm, important yep. key to it. Because if you've only done it for three years, you don't get to do year of, without. Yeah, I mean, this might sound quite a, a revelation. You don't get to do years four, five, six, seven, and eight yeah. like it's all the other stuff. So. Advocation for long-term appointments? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Our first two appointments were two years each mm. and you really don't do anything in two years. No. Um, our first one we didn't really want to move and I think it was just the appointment we were going into needed us. Um, yep. So then we were in our next appointment and it wasn't really a good fit. Yep. So but this appointment and, I mean, going into our eighth year, um, we just love it. And we don't want to leave there, you know. And we can see the benefit of staying for longer term. It's really good. And even though we weren't a, a good fit ourselves for the second appointment, um, some great things happened in that. In that, uh, the the people that were there then started to actually form relationships with each other. Yeah. Um, which was probably on the low scale before we got there. It was very focused in one direction to just one person and and it was able to sort of we were in there just to maybe bring that little moment to it yeah. and then move on and let the next person uh, build it up again for something else you know yeah. and and so um even though there were tough uh you know it, it was a tough two years for us there god was in it and doing uh things in that place that that needed to be done um, but, yeah, we're loving where we are now uh, and seeing God move in such great ways. Good. You have a family? We do. Emily, yep. who's five. Yep. Um, what about the balance for ministry and all those people and congregations and things and balancing, not whatever the balance, whatever that even means, but how do you guys do that? Because people think with kids ministry is hard. Which it um, is, I suppose, but what do it, you guys do? It is hard, but um, I love the, that we have a bit of flexibility in our work because when Emily was younger, she could come to Companion Club or come to Craft or come to, we had mainly music, so she came to that, of course, um, but we could take her places, we could take her into the office and she could just, you know, play um, or we could work from home. So, you know, there was that flexibility there that I think is unique. 
Wait till you drop her off at school for five days a week, you won't know yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what do you do for kicks when you're not working? Oh, look. You got just, a life? It's, it's just trying to relax as much as possible. Um, you still go to the movies all the time? You still I, go to the movies I all the time. I love going to the movies. Yeah. I love movies. I love playing video games. Um, so it's just me kicking back and sort of relaxing. Yeah, I Do you know. go to the movies with him or does he go on his own? Um, if it's something I want to see, I go. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he does go a fair bit either by himself or he takes some of the other guys from church. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. What, what sustained you in ministry? 12 years, you know, lots of interactions with people, number of appointments, moving around. Um, what, what sustained you? Um, I... Definitely know that it's um, got like a relationship with God is the number one. Um, you know, if you don't have that and if you don't lean on God because there's lots of stuff you can't do without him and if you try, you know, it mm. doesn't really work. Uh, but also having some good friends, either colleagues or session mates or um, especially in this appointment we've got some good friends in the core. So that really helps because yeah. we know we've got support um, in the core as well as other people, yeah, you know, around as well. Yeah, it's, it's good to find that support um, outside the church, um, you know, outside your own core, uh, whether that's other officers who are just up the road or, or whatever, and that's really helpful. And probably a bit harder when we're in Kadena, which was our first appointment in the country. Um, Where's that? So it, it's about a, an hour and a half away from, from yes. Adelaide north here. Um, so it's sort of like the closest core would be Gawler, which is an hour away, and there was Port Pirie, which was 45 minutes away, but that's closed down now. So it's another Peterborough. That's closed down. Ooh, gee. Um, <laughs> Port Augusta. Port Stop. Augusta's still open. Stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> and pretty much South Australia is just closed down. No, no, so I'm not, there I'm was not, reasons for those places. I'm not being serious when I say that. I was just being facetious. All right. So... There's a lot of changes. There, there, there was a lot of changes, but um, I, I think having just that outside input where you can just sort of kick back, relax, be human in a way instead yeah. of being an officer because sometimes we allow that to put pressure on us which sometimes we take on but we don't need to. Um, yeah, we're, we're called by God to do this, but... Um, at the same time, everyone's called by God to be where they are and do what they need to do. Um, well, what's your greatest challenge in ministry? Greatest challenge is finding just the time for yourself to kick back and relax. And and you've got to do that. Um, and it's sometimes difficult uh, when you're running a, a core, two meetings, Friday nights, Sunday mornings, you know, there's call that run two on Sundays, but then you've got a thrift shop and... Um, 120 people to pastorally care for. And <laughs> 120 people to pastorally care for, yeah. Uh, but then you've got a, a thrift shop to look after and, and to, to pick up from and um, it, it can be very uh, just time-consuming um, with your time. Uh, the people thing can be mentally time-consuming in your head. The brain drain sort of Because that continues on after you've left the person. Um, so you need to be able to just unwind and relax and, and just, uh, you know, don't want to break into song but let it go. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I ain't breaking can, into can song. Can you tell he's got a five-year-old girl? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, what about you, Kai? What's the, what's the toughest thing in ministry? <laughs> um, 
Well, not just ministry, just... Probably a little bit of the same, but I probably find that I invest a lot of time in a lot of people. So it's just, you know, making sure that there's a bit of a break between those things and not getting too overwhelmed with lots of other people's problems and um, just having that outlet to, you know, be able to talk to someone about, you know, what's going on or, you know, that sort of thing. Yeah. That's a good, good summary. Just as we close, what would you say to people who are who are kind of exploring ministry for themselves? Now, people can be leaders and do ministry in a local core and be good school teachers, nurses, mm. doctors, tradesmen, whatever. So I'm not saying that the only ministry you've got is go to college or <laughs> be an officer. What what would you say to people who are considering it? Because you were involved in ministry, you both had jobs, you had a lot of jobs. Um, but you, you decided that it was this pathway. What what would you say to encourage people or things for people to consider if they're having these kind of thoughts and this conversation in their heads but also with other people and ultimately with God? Mm, um, definitely um, to pray about it and just really just follow your passion. Like um, I guess there's no good being in a ministry that you're not passionate about. Like so if you're passionate about children and children's ministries, do that, but if you're passionate about seniors but you're in children's ministries, you know, it's not going to really work. So I think just follow your passion and, um, you know, let God guide that. Yep. Yeah, look, just do it, you know. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> let, it, just let bring, it go. Let just it go. Do it. Bring out all the cliches. Let it go. Bring, you know, um, just do it. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Matt. No, but uh, now look. If, if if you've got this sort of uh, this passion, this ability within yourself that says, "Hey, I've got something here, and I'm exploring it," yep. go for it because it's going to be uh, exciting. It's going to yeah. be challenging. Sometimes it's going to be downright hard. Um, and and I guess I didn't share before, but when you have those hard times, it's a reminder to yourself that it's. It's in God's strength, not yours. And that's why it's hard. Sometimes you, you start yeah. to rely on your own strength too much. Yeah. You know, you can have so much knowledge and so much ability and and you start to rely on that and that's when things get really hard. And so rely on God uh, allows you to say, hey, he's got the strength, not me. Um, so, yeah, you're going to have tough times. I'm uh, not sugarcoating it, but um, just, just go for it. Go it's going to be it. exciting. It's going to be challenging. It's going to be great. Great. All right. Thanks very much, guys, for taking the time to chat to us. If you want to go to the uh, Facebook page of Parafield Gardens Corps, what, how do you find Is it called Parafield Gardens? Parafield Gardens Salvation Army. Salvation Army. And have a look at the photos uh, of the ministries, the Friday night congregation, the Sunday stuff, the all the stuff that gets dumped at the <laughs> shop. <laughs> uh, and, if you, and if you've got questions for Kylie or Colin, just maybe contact them through the Facebook page. Is that yeah, all right? and, easiest um, way. Uh, I'm sure they'll be happy to to uh, talk to you about that. Yeah. If you've got questions in general about officership or ministry pathways, you can leave a comment on the Salvation Army Australia Candidates Facebook page or you can send me an email. And, again, don't forget to subscribe uh, to the More About Officership uh, in iTunes so that you get these podcasts on your device at the end of each week. Kylie, Colin, thanks very much for joining us. Thank and uh, we look Thank forward you. to seeing what God's going to continue to do Uh, in your lives and in your ministry. Thanks Thanks very much. Okay, see ya. 
Thanks for joining us for more about officership. You can join the conversation at facebook.com forward slash SA Candidates Australia. If you want to explore officership further, please speak to your local core officer or candidate secretary. The Salvation Army needs more leaders. Is God asking for more of you?